All right, and we're back for another episode of Steady Rotation. How's it going, Queso? Keeping it steady, you know, trying to, you know, switch up the work experience, switching up locations, haunted laptops right now. But, you know, all in all, life is good. How about you, man? Just chill, man. Just doing God's work and everything on for this week. Ready for that Isaiah Rashad concert tomorrow. Ready for that new live experience with songs off of his uh, best album yet. I mean, uh, his newest album, uh, I should hey, say. Man. Hey, mister, that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Also, I'm, I'm begging Captain Kirk. You've been warned. <laughs> but all right. So we're just going to get into it. Baby Keeb's newest full-length project, The Melodic Blue, just dropped. Coming off of Die For My Bitch and Sound of Bad Habit. Um, for some reason in my mind, it's coming to me as his first full-length project. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because of that mixtape energy we got from the first two projects. Um, I think that's what's kind of like fucking with my head a little bit. Uh, but yeah, just off the rip, man. What are your first impressions of the album? Honestly, you know... Um assuming this is like a PG Lang offering or whatever you want to call it because that's kind of how I personally view it I gotta say the album sounds extremely polished it has memorable moments Keen busting out some different flows you know doing his best Cardi impression on some tracks and honestly very melodic and very 808 inspired and honestly I can say it's a very polished album that I can definitely see we'll put Keen I don't want to say like in that superstar realm, but definitely in that realm of an artist that people will like kind of pay attention to, you know, for that sort of hype for, cause he kind of blends that hype youthful energy, but with a certain level of introspection, if you sometimes pay attention to some of the lyrics, uh, I actually kind of remember on like Range Rover, how towards the end, he's like talking about like, why is your dude looking for me? Is he Jesus? And I was kind of like, <laughs> I got to say like, that was just kind of funny to me. Cause you know, you wouldn't necessarily expect such, uh, I don't call it introspective, but like, it's an interesting flip on what could have been a very typical bar of like, I'm the shit or something like that. Toward you know, yeah. expressing some of his disposition. Kind of like tongue in cheek. Hmm? Kind of like tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very tongue in cheek. Like, you, you know, you kind of chuckle at it, but you can relate to it just a little bit. Like, I definitely feel like it's human music, whatever you want to, you mm-hmm. know, whatever that, whatever that is. I mean, I don't know if we listened to two different albums. I thought this album was not that polished um, at all. There, there were a lot of, to me, the production was hit or miss. I think there were a lot of tracks on here that I, even off the first listen, I was like, I, I, I couldn't decide if I wanted to like throw my laptop across the room or get on Twitter and start praising Baby Keem a little bit. Because it, it, it felt like every other song, I was like, okay, this is definitely heading. And then, it, like, even, like, to me, like, Trademark USA was, like, a great way to start off the project. And it, it had me, like, a little bit, like, concerned with how many beat switches there were. But, like, they all kind of um, hit their mark, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes into Pink Panties. And I was, like, uh, like, ripping my headphones out of my ear. And I was like, skip. I'm going to come back to this. I thought he started off so well on Trademark USA, but it gets into that that chorus, and I'm like, what is... I was like, this is not happening. Like, <laughs> uh, You know, he's saying, pussy ass, you ain't know that shit. Back off the club with a fat ass. I mean, it's funny. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, there, there's some humor in that, in that hook. Um, but, um... It's just like the voice inflections and even, I don't know about the bass in that song. And a lot of songs, like to me, like the bass was just like so like cookie cutter. Like it was just like not like what I was expecting from coming out of like PJ Lang, PG Lang's like, I, I would you, con- you would consider this like their first full length project, right? I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And for such a coveted, you know, artists and you know having the hype around him too his connection with kendrick like i thought they were probably going to pull out like all stops they're going to have like ali involved i'm sure they did but anyway 
So then it goes into Range Brothers, or it, it goes into okay, it goes into Scapegoats, which I, I I like Scapegoats. That's the um that was the Instagram snippet, and I was like excited, and he's just going bar for bar for bar on that, and that's fine. Um, and then Range Brothers, it's like <laughs> that that song just made me laugh. Like th there were a couple. This this is the whole thing about the album for me. I'm either hating it, loving it, laugh, laughing, thinking to myself like, "Oh shit, that's actually pretty deep," and you know, and of course, like you hear that 808 influence a hundred percent. Like, I mean, like to say like that he w didn't have like Love Lockdown in mind when he was like Love Lockdown or Coldest Winter. It's like that. Um, it's like that percussion that was used throughout that album transferred onto this album. I was like, I, I can definitely hear the resemblance and the influence. Um, but the, the, some of the <laughs> some of the beats on this uh, album is just like it, it's like it's very distracting to me um, to the point where I like I want to call it ass. Um, I'm really trying hard to remove that out of my vocabulary when I'm like critiquing art um and bodies of work this is um, on twitter bro this is the real world yeah so like beats like that were featured on pink panties i think that's grown on me a little bit i think the hook definitely helps um but a beat the beat that's featured on coco i think don toliver serves that beat a lot better than baby keem does agreed but to me just throw that beat away in the garbage at least or like i don't know uh update your logic or switch to Ableton and you know I don't know Fruity Loops is not cutting it Garbage Garage Band is not cutting it for that beat um yeah it, it's hard to like pinpoint like a solid like aggregate score for this album to me like I could say like it could range from like a 5 to a 7 but to me that's not like an average of the whole an average score for the whole album. I think the album hits a lot of peaks, and then it also misses a lot for me. Um, and I know I kind of like went off on the Family Ties single and our stage rotation short. Check that out um, to hear my full opinion on that song. And I'm not saying like Baby King didn't live up to his expectations. I think he did, um, and I think this is just him getting started. To be honest. Um, to me, this project is like a good starting point, and there are a lot of good ideas on here. I just wish, like, maybe they fleshed it out a little bit more. Um, maybe try to, and that's not even going into his like lyricism for the album because I actually think he, I don't know if he if progressed is the right word, but he stayed in his lane. I don't think he kind of like regressed in any aspect, and I think he actually. I mean, Kendrick wasn't really on on top of his like lyrical abilities this album, but like I could, I could say like he kind of went bar for bar for Kendrick. Maybe Kendrick stole the show a little bit because of his like ridiculousness. Um, okay, brother. Uh, brother, top of the morning. Uh, have you ever been punched in the fucking face? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's. It's such a confusing album to me. Like, I I can't even say that I hate it or that I like it. Um, I can Amen. appreciate it though. There's a lot of artistic like. Uh, he's like going, going out on a limb, which I can appreciate actually. That I'll give him credit for. Amen. I mean, yeah, I think you would agree, right? This album definitely doesn't feel like rinse and repeat or no. Nah. You know, like, came out of some kind of machine. Obviously, it feels, you know, um, from the times, like, modern to the times. But I do feel like he, like you said, put his artistic spin on it. Definitely catch some of the Cardi blows on there or Cardi impressions, but uh -huh. still in a very interesting way. Frankly speaking, despite me actually being able to call this a great album, my personal my personal enjoyment is, eh, eh, I'm, I'm not playing this album again unless I'm, like, with the homies in the whip or if it, like, shows up on a playlist. I don't think I'll ever turn it off, but it's just not something I'll play. Yeah. And again, that kind of goes back to the whole 808 vibe, or it's very mellow and melodic, which I think Keem actually does rather really well. 
but again that's not the music that i personally gravitate to and especially not the music that i go to for key because my introduction of hell yeah. even now was actually uh through bad habits randomly i heard gangulated you know the homie still man put me on i'm like yo what is this you know like something amazing so i'll listen to the energy it's like ignorant music but it gets you turn it gets you hype you know then you hear like other songs like register which is arguably like my favorite king song it's not a great it's nothing special but just like it just puts me in that zone he's like yeah. don't you touch my register don't you tell my beat i'm like yes I, yes this is this brings my inner like my inner demon out of i feel it then you know we get die for my bitch which i definitely think is artistically or you know like creatively much more interesting because it definitely feels like he definitely polished a little bit more on the whole like mixtape energy and still had that sort of not raw lyricism but like that tongue-in-cheek lyricism that you know makes you chuckle but also can sometimes make you relate and the production level was amazing especially in the song stats but that's definitely when he started doing the more sing-songy stuff which is like all right that's cool like shout out to orange soda but low-key like it's not his best song i'm sorry it's not so going from you know die from a bitch which is already already a little bit more commercial i guess for like a better term to this i'm not disappointed in the music that he made because i kind of expected this route but i guess i was expecting like a song like 100 100 bands you know shout uh-huh. out to the leakers if y'all know about that but you know listening to kendrick at least you know kendrick's performance on this album right from range rover to you know the ad-libs you know shout out to master kendrick the ad-libber and then family ties i gotta say I am really interested to see if Kendrick is gonna incorporate a more rebellious sound in his next album. And again, this is team season still, I get it, but like, just listening to how Kendrick, you know, like, again, kind of broke the rules, right? Like, from the funny inflections to switching clothes to literally just saying, top of the morning, top of the morning, top, like, off the beat, too. I'm like, okay. I'm curious to see if Kendrick was out of his playing around and messing around, you know, in the studio with his cousin or family, or if, like, maybe some of the energy will spill over to his next album, and, you know? If it is, honestly, I might want a troll track on the Kendrick album. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, uh, it, it kind of makes you think about, like, because... I mean, if it wasn't Kendrick and if it was just any other rapper, we'd be shitting on this dude. Oh, know? no, definitely. Most definitely. Oh, 100%. Kendrick yeah. Anyone outside of those two, it's like, what are these garbage bars? But because it's Kendrick, you know, like, it, there's almost like a an appeal to it. And I think, like, it kind of makes me think about, like, okay, like, is he going to do this on his album? You know, his last album, possibly, like, ever. I don't know. It'd, it'd be actually kind of interesting if he kind of rebelled in that way. But to me, this was kind of calculated. This is, like, you know, I, I think maybe he wanted Keem to shine a little bit and didn't really want to bust out. Like, I, I think family the Family Ties feature was probably, like, um, the furthest he was going to, like, dive into, like, his lyrical ability. Um, to be honest with you, I don't even want to say that Kendrick was quote-unquote lyrical in the album no i'd say that kendrick snapped yes if you if you kind of know what i mean like mm-hmm. i like his performance but it's not like he did anything that i would say is like kendrick level worthy or like something something that like you know an average rapper couldn't quote do with the proper you know you know punches and punch punch outs but uh i see someone saw the, the the rashad breakfast club interview what's the difference between snapping and being lyrical which is a good question because I think Kendrick, it's one of the reasons he is the goat of our generation is that he can do both rather effectively. You know, he can have a song like DNA and then also have a song like anything Double. off of To Pimp a Butterfly, you know. Um, but yeah, like. I think just allowing Keem to shine a little bit without having to like feel pressured to really go into lyrics. I think that part was probably that was probably a conscious decision. Um, I don't know if we needed another, you know, a written uh, testimony. Um, 
with uh, someone taking over the whole album. Uh, but I, the, the the good things about the melodic blue is, and to me, like something like the song like Issues, um, which I think is probably one of the most vulnerable moments Kim has ever like shown on a track. Um, and when it, it kind of talking about his like, grandma, um, reminiscing about like his childhood, um, kind of like the repeating of like run away from home and um, when the night's gone. Like I don't know. Like it's like I can actually appreciate a song like that. Um, Did you feel like you're back in high school, Vic? A little bit. Um, demons are testing him and everything i don't know like songs like that i was like okay I, going out on the limb and i think that's some of that like energy that we kind of needed from him um because it's either that or you get a song like vent and to me vent is like i mean to me that's like a top 10 like banger of the year um, nice. to me when that beat comes in and like um once Kendrick gets off the mic and Keem comes in and then the full bass like just drops down and you can feel it in your headphones and in your car like ah oh. like this is the shit I need and I hate that it's on track 15 towards like the back like the second to last track on the album um I hate that it's all the way back there um but yeah like it to me this album is just like it's, it's trying to figure out what it wants to be and it puts it puts and unfortunately that puts like pressure on the listener to decide whether what they like about this album uh, but yeah like some of these songs on here i'll listen to i'll put it in a playlist i'll listen to it on car car rides or the gym or whatever and then some of these songs i will never listen to again unless for some reason i want to you know just listen to the whole album as a whole project again um, that's a very fair assessment actually mm-hmm. you know talking about ratings I, I guess I gotta ask you because you know to the listeners you guys probably like notice like I'm a little bit more generous when it comes to the scoring than big but I you know I, I gotta ask you though like what do ratings mean to you like the numerical scores I mean right like when you say like an album's like a five six seven eight nine ten, like what does that mean to you to me I think it has to kind of reminds me of like school I guess like the school grading system so to me like from the perspective of like just a regular ass student I'm not talking about all you kids who took like eight AP classes no no, no. I'm talking about regular people like me who took all like CP classes and maybe an honors class or some shit like that you know so like you could be happy about getting a 60 which be a six, you know. You'd be like, oh shit, I got a 60, let's go. I didn't fail. Um, to me, like, a good album would be something between like a five to a 6.5, seven around there. Seven is, seven is like approaching like the point where I like, okay, this is going to be my steady rotation. All right, this is an album I'm downloading. This is an album I'm saving to my streaming service, whatever it is. I'm keeping it in the steady rotation. Five through seven is like I like. I might download the album, but I'll definitely like have songs downloaded off this project. Anything below five is like, all right, like this is mid, you know. And for me to say an album is like zero through a two is like saying like I'm never listening to this again. This shit is objectively like trash. And then eight through ten to me is like, there's levels to that um, in terms of like enjoyment, like actually being like substantial music impact on me if i can recognize maybe like the artistic endeavors in it um if i can kind of also like see maybe to me like long-term impact so like if i'm going to be listening to this album like five or ten years down the line you know to me it has to for something to enter in the eight to ten category it has to to me that's like one of the if not one of them, it's the biggest factor. Like, am I still going to be listening to this album five, ten years 
down the road, you know, because there's still songs and albums that I still listen to from like high school that like I can probably say that are like agreeably like 10 out of 10 songs or 10 out of 10 albums. Like, I know you like that album, bro. I know you do. <laughs> Sandwiches, yeah. Um, but like the first thing that comes to mind is like 1999, you know, by Joey Badass. Like to me, like that's an album I can play like and kind of reminisce. I'm not saying it's a 10. I'm saying it's like an 8, you know, in my opinion. You, you, I could even be a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more forgiving um but even on that album there's a 10 out of 10 song with waves you know waves to me is like oh my god like like how we need that new joey but i don't know how far gone he is that's prime joey man. Yeah. He never was able, like not to say that this future music is bad but that was a moment like it's like never... yeah a flash in the pan but to me, like, Waves is, like, 10 out of 10 song, like, and just coming from the East Coast, like, just that East Coast beat, the bars, the rhyme scheme, the whole, like, tone of the song, the fact the that he was, like, 16, 17 when he came out, yeah, the hunger, I mean, every, there's a lot of different things that fall into that upper echelon of, like, my rating, I guess, you know. And to me, like, Baby Keem, Melodic Blue falls in that 5 to 7 category for me. You know, I can appreciate some songs. I can appreciate the effort to be creative and to go out on these limbs. But I think there's also a lot that he could have maybe worked on a little bit in terms of the production. Um, I, I understand the 808 influence and he's kind of come out and said before that 808s is like one of his favorite albums of all time um blasphemous <laughs> which is like surprising I don't, I don't know like it's just surprising that like that that is but yeah um like late late registration and dark twisted don't exist but okay exactly but it's like 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 why now like why now do you feel like you want to break out that influence and so heavily too like it's like isn't he's not even really like trying to hide it like you might as well have just wrapped over a beat like from 808s at this point like just the same thing that drake did um yeah well i appreciate your breakdown for you know how you, how you score things that definitely will make me understand better when you know give yeah. the final numerical answer I guess for me, the way that I at least rate albums, right? It's a little different. So, I mean, I guess I kind of go from like five to ten because if it's like four and below, I don't think you'll see me review that album. Or if I would, it's probably like a quick two, three sentence review. Mm. We don't, we don't, we don't deal with trash. So, <laughs> for me, when I give an album a seven, and you know, high, low, whatever, you know, like in the seven range, that to me indicates an album that I can definitely listen to from start to finish, but like if I was a sequence guy, I would probably take off some tracks. Not to say that the tracks themselves are actually bad, just that maybe I would just hit the skip button unless I want to listen to the album from top to bottom. While an eight to me now is an album that I'm able to listen to from start to finish with no issues. That's not to say that I necessarily like every song, but at least as a holistic body of work, kind of like Igor, I can say that this works very well. And then, you know, if I do like a 9 or a 10, I don't know if I really believe in a 10, but, you know, like, you know, A, like A minus onwards. That's not when you have an album that I can actually, like, enjoy many tracks and the sequencing and just the whole body of work. Now, if we're going to the 6 range for me, now that's usually when I don't care too much for the album as a whole, but I definitely think there's some great songs, you know, songs mm. on there. Maybe majority, maybe at least like half, like half to majority of songs that I really enjoy. Yeah. Five, that's usually not when we're just dealing with an album with some interesting songs that are definitely will be taken away, but it's like usually like two to five songs, I, you know, whatever ratio you want to say. It's like, you know, like a handful of songs I actually enjoy, and maybe even like one great song, but, you know, overall it's like a, not even a bad album, just didn't reconnect with me. And then, you know, four and below, you know, that's, that's usually like maybe one good song. I could listen to this passively. Or, you know, own substances, or just like I won't even touch it, you know, go figure. But again, 
you know, that's that's so that's why you'll like notice me kind of like throwing a lot of sevens, maybe even an eight. Like the sun's not right. I can listen to the album from top to bottom with no complaints. Not to say that, you know, I love every song, but I can listen to it from you know dark side to happy birthday to you part two. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just interesting how everyone kind of like has their own rating score. And then I feel like some people, I feel like a lot of arguments on Twitter happen that way. It's just like people like getting caught up in their feelings and like thinking an album is 10 out of 10, you know, just because they love that album so much. I'm like, well, you can say it's your favorite, but to call it and to call certified lover boy a 10 out of 10, like you're just wrong. Like, like let's not get carried away here, you know? Um, no, they're not wrong. They just have bad hearing. It's fine. <laughs> don't don't make fun of the disabled. That's not cool. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I don't know for those listening. Like, if you really put into like take into account like what you're rating an album for, I think you're doing the right thing. You're actually like taking the time to like have some criteria that has to be met for certain numerical scores. But if you're just saying shit is zero out of ten or five out of ten or ten out of ten just to say it then just just be ready for those clapbacks like that's that's all i'm saying yeah i don't know like as you can probably tell i prefer conversations over like calling an album fire mid or trash because yeah. you know i find that not to be super descriptive but you know like you said ultimately we're just talking about our own experiences but by expressing how we break down what we like you can at least understand where we come from. You might not agree, right? Yep. Shout out to Melon. Still looking at him kind of weird for giving swimming a three, but you know, you know, like at least wow. I can sort of see where he. No, actually, no, I, I, I no, I don't. I, I can't either. And like, it, what did he give circles again? Like an eight? I think it's like an eight or a nine, and I definitely remember him crying to that album too. Yeah. It, it's not to say that they're the same album. Oh, definitely. There's there's a lot of overlap in some sound. A lot of connective tissue. Um, but there's like to go from an eight to a three is like, all right, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, so yeah. But I think that's a nice little segue um, into remembering one of our favorite artists. Um, his anniversary death was uh, last week so rest in peace forever Mac Miller most dope um, that's forever easy Mac with the cheesy raps um, I don't know man he meant so much to me like just a lot of every every year since you know he's you know passed I kind of always remember that the day that I found out and what happened that day, you know, for me, which was like, um, it was a pretty like bleak day, um, like overcast. It wasn't raining or anything. It was just like super cloudy. Um, and I just remember I was headed to the beach cause I was just going to go for like a walk or a run. And I ended up just listening to like most of like faces and like, uh, swimming, um, at the beach cause I don't know, man, like, that shit kind of hurt. Like, it, it felt like an actual friend, like, passed away, you know. Because I, I, I had started listening to Mac in high school because some kid, like, introduced me to him, like, some random, like, freshman when I was, like, a sophomore. He's like, you've never listened to Mac Miller? I was like, no, I don't know who that is. I don't listen to rap. Um, and then he showed me kids, and that was it. Like, I was, like, hooked. Um, then, Would you say that that guy kind of, you know, knocked on your door with a knock-knock? Knock knock. Um, yeah, essentially that's what he did. Um, but yeah. Hey man, see, again, I've never seen Mac Miller live. I don't know. Same. But uh, I remember hearing the news like it was on a Saturday or at least on the weekend, and uh, I was you know like you know doing college stuff, getting ready to like turn up at the homes and all that stuff. You know what it is. And, like, I remember, like, hearing some girls talking about, like, Mac Miller passed. And I just, you know, when I heard that, I was like, man, these women don't know what they're talking about. They're probably talking about, like, the breakup that happened with, you know, 
uh, him, him and Ariana Grande like a while back, you know, at the time. And then like, you know, more homies started hitting me up. And I just like remember hearing the news and I was like, bro, no way. Like, not like no way like it can be, but it's just like, really? Like I did like, I wasn't surprised by the news, but I was taken aback by it. And I just remember like for the rest of that day, I was just playing um, the intro track of uh, Divine Feminine, the, the one with the piano keys. Let me see if I can remember the name of it. Such, you know, like there's just something about Mac Miller's uh, piano, piano playing ability, which really spoke to me personally. Because even though that obviously his rapping ability was very technically very proficient and definitely had like a very ethereal feel, his song "Congratulations" was one of those like, I guess songs that I could play for my mom slash grandma, and they would actually like feel the vibe. They're not just like, uh-huh. turn off this rap music. What is this thing? It's, and, uh, you know, I just played that for, like, over and over. In fact, my mom even called me, like, that same day, like, telling me about the news. And, you know, she herself is not, like, into rap music or into Mac, but she knew, the, you know, the impact that that guy's music had for me. And, uh, you know, it's been three years. I'd say that uh, the album Circles came in a very pivotal time for me. I was able to, you know, enjoy the uh, one of the live events in uh, New York City. I remember falling asleep to the, the first time I heard the album lullaby raps you know what it is but then you know like walking back when it was snowing just listen to the tape from top to bottom was able to like resonate with it and then you know during the years of quarantine you know during the months of quarantine you know uh just listening to swimming in circles like right like my regrets are just like friends i could well no, no my regrets are just like texts i could text i shouldn't shouldn't have sent mm-hmm. you know i got neighbors and more like strangers who could be friends you know like I feel like that's low-key was the motto for, like, quarantine. Arguably still is, if you ask me. But uh, I can also say that Mac Miller's music is something that you can live with, you know? And it's very interesting because, honestly, like, I didn't even get to, I didn't really get into Mac Miller, like, you know, in the Easy Mac days or even like that. Honestly, initially when I knew Mac Miller, I think I heard some of his, like, earlier rap stuff, which is that party stuff, and... You know, like, I was in my elitist rap wave at the time. I'm like, Who, who's this white boy rapping? I don't want this. Give me that real crack rap. Or whatever, right? But, like, you know, at the time I was messing with Odd Future and, uh, you know, TDE. And I just noticed that, like, you know, Earl and Tyler, they would work with him. And, you know, they seemed to mess with him. Flying Lotus worked with him, who I enjoyed. Same with Thundercat. You know, and then, like, Schoolboy, Soul, even Kendrick did a track with him. Like, okay, hold up. Like, did a few tracks. You know, the go-to rappers that I, I rock with, rock with this kid. What am I missing? So then, you know, I decided to play at the time, which was his latest commercial commercial album, which is, you know, watching movies with the sound off. And, uh, uh. Hey, man. Watching movies is, like, that transition point for him in, in, my, in my mind. And it was such an interesting year, too. Um, 2013 one of the the greatest years of hip hop um, in recent memory um, but yeah to me that watching movies was like that was towards the end of my senior year in high school and it wasn't really a concept album but it was like the first album I kind of listened to that had some sort of some thematical like concepts on there and had this like kind of like this sound to it where you could kind of like see like okay like he's trying to achieve something through here and i don't think i don't think i really got it at first but like i don't know it was like the first like my first introduction to action bronze my first introduction to absol um to me like i was like who are these people you know i've never really gotten into them and then you know, they're on Mac's album, and I was like, okay, like, there's something here, and I was, like, very much, like, an easy Mac kind of guy, like, to me, I still like Blue Slide Park, I, I, I know it gets a lot of hate, <laughs> but, like, like, to me, that album has, like, very little misses, I don't find any issues with it, because, like, I listened to it at a time where I was, like, in my f- formative years, and I couldn't really, you know, make impressions off of music that, that well, like, I can now, and even like kids, like I still love that uh, mixtape as well. But just kind of like that whole turning point, you know, it was just like very interesting to like have that in my life. Um, 
and kind of just growing up in that way you know as you continue to progress and the things that he continued to rap about like you can you experience you know as you became you know a young adult into your 20s and everything you could kind of see like what he was rapping about occurring in your life um you know, uh, yeah man like again you know watching movies watching movies is what i would like to call like I don't want to use the word impactful because I don't think that the like that specific sound like carried over. But I almost want to call it like one of the pinnacle albums of like that not soundcloud error, but like like bloggers era maybe. Like mm. it, it, it's definitely like one of those albums that I feel like rap heads, you know, from the twenty tens like remembered. It might not like, you know, vary in feelings for sure, but it's one of those albums that I do think everyone has an opinion on. I don't think it just kinda like is forgotten in the midst of whatever else is dropping. Yeah. And like you said, like, I mean, one could argue that Machiavelli was technically like the introduction of the new sound, but I will say that in watching movies, that's definitely when he kind of like honed in on this, I would say more introspective stoner-esque raps that, mm. you know, definitely remind me of like those college conversations we would have with the homies on like Saturday nights at like 2, 3 a.m. that like, you know, like being a little bit older now, I don't think we're necessarily as deep, but they have a genuine nature to it, heart that you just have to appreciate. Like, you might not think that the homie's spitting the biggest facts, but you can tell that homie's really actually trying to like think. He's not trying to be pretentious or anything. Like these are genuine thoughts that are being you know being put on. When uh you know the song, with uh the sample, uh, sorry, the song that goes uh you know, I am who I am or killing time. Like, you know, like that song. Whenever I just hear him saying, like, I'm bored as hell, all I'm here is doing is killing time and hear the gunshot. Like, I remember just, like, thinking about all the time that I'm, you know, like, low-key wasting, you know, wasting my time. Like, yo, I, I uh -huh. could be doing stuff I want to do or, like, hone on some skills or, like, whatever. But, like, instead, I'm just either here not doing anything or just doing or watching the same videos over and over again. Like, you know, uh, you know, that being said, watching movies with the sound off, I think, is a great introduction to Mac Miller. Now, to me, it's not his best album. Only because I feel like after Remember, I kind of, outside of the bonus tracks, of course, I kind of feel like it drags on. Like, the songs after Remember, like, what, Aquarium, Euphoria, Someone Like You. Put that shit away. Really? I, <laughs> I always like Someone Like You. Bro, that's because you, you're sensitive. I guess so. But, but do, do you think you could like, make the argument, um, like, someone could make an argument that it is his best project like not not to say like it would win but do you, do you think people like some someone could be like bring in some great points about this album because to me like there's a lot of quality on this album you know a lot of okay. quality and features but like at the same time he's like very uh it's still kind of raw here's what i'll say if we're strictly talking about commercial releases, I definitely will say it's top three, no questions, in my book at least. So, yeah, with the right person, I would sit down and want to hear what they're going to say. But if we're including the mixtapes, <coughs> I, I think this little, uh, you know, this little mixtape called uh, Faces got to be. True. Now, of course, that's also because I like mixtape energy. So, do please keep in mind that Faces is. A very long album and definitely like could be not sequence better but definitely could have had some tracks removed but just like like you said the rawness of you know movies i just think it's on facebook like on max 10 and that is still my personal favorite mag project that's like one i probably bump at least like every other week just because such a great collection of tracks it's a mess but it's a beautiful mess true it's like the pablo before pablo yeah i mean I'm gonna just ask you then, like, what's your favorite Mac project then? Alright, so like, album-wise, Good AM. Mixtape, Faces, and between Good AM and Faces, I'll probably put Faye up. Yeah, Faces wins it for me. Yeah. How why, about you? Wait, why Good AM though? Like, I... I, I... Uh, no, that's, that's fair, that's fair. So, to me, Good AM feels like the variety pack of Mac. Because one thing that you gotta appreciate about Mac Miller is that, you know, in this... You know, like, you know, like, his, what, AIDS 10-year run of, you know, making music on a commercial level? 
he's definitely divulged in many different styles, right? He had the you know the the commercial party tracks. He had the sad raps. He had the stoner raps. He had the hype raps. He had the melodic raps. He did producing at some point. Shout out to Larry Fisherman and all that type of stuff. And I feel that on Good AM, you get a variety pack of different styles. So you got songs like, you know, When in Rome, which is like hype energy. You got songs like Two Matches, which, you know, is just like, to me, like a refined watching the movies. You got songs like R.O.S., which has that sort of singing, you know, sing-songy stuff that some people really love with Mac Miller, right? Um, you got other tracks like, you know, Godspeed, which just brings forth like introspectiveness towards Mac Miller and his, you know, ongoing addiction. Uh, you got songs like, you know, 100 Grandkids, Loki a Bopper, or like The Weeknd, you know, with Miguel. That song is actually like a really, really good turn up track in my opinion. It's like a low key banger. So I just feel like you get different sides of Max Sonic Pockets on that album. And that's why I personally think it's his best commercial release. Or best best commercial release because it's very in, in song. In song. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can kind of, I can agree with a lot of the points. I can rock with that argument. Um, I mean, don't get it twisted. I know, like some people say, but swimming though, or watching the movie, which I definitely don't think are bad picks. But you know, that's that's the reason I'm sticking with good AM for album at least. Yeah, so for me it was hard because in my mind I can recognize and you can disagree with me or not but to me Circles is his best album is it my favorite though it, it, it's duking it out if you had asked me two three years ago the, the battle is between watching movies and good AM and I probably would have leaned towards watching movies mm-hmm. um, but to me Swimming like I, I listened to Swimming like maybe a year after nine months after it dropped because I just never came around to it and I to be honest like I kind of fell off of Mac after Divine Feminine um so I revisited the album like way after it dropped and I was like so like impressed with kind of what was on this project and and not only that like I was just like, man, I, I missed out on so much. Like, there's so much good quality tracks on here. And to me, I, I kind of like the whole vibe and the whole kind of tone of this album to me. Like, Come Back to Earth is a great intro, you know. Hurt Feelings. What's the? It, it just, like, goes in and out. Like, those... It, it doesn't stop until, like, uh, track nine with Conversation Part 1. And it's just... It's more... I'm, when I say stop, it's just more of like a transitional piece where he's actually rapping now. He kind of gets back into just the, the raps. Um, and then it kind of ends on like these two great tracks, 2009 and So It Goes, where it's just like reminiscent wait, about the past. Bro, yo, you, wait, you want to, you wanna, what's 2009 about, bro? Uh, I mean... He doesn't want to cry anymore. He wants to smile now. Yep. It's kind of hard for me to talk about that track. Because um, there's a lot of things in here that I feel like I experienced. Um, you know, I'd rather have me peace of mind. I, I mean, like, the whole, like, just the tone of that track, too, is just like, I don't know, man. And we got a lot of these kind of, like, tracks on circles right a lot of like thinking about the past like and that emotional depth and i was just like okay i gotta turn this off i'm about to start crying too much um and then so it goes is like it's like to me his best like outro track on any project um just because like how it ends um, with kind of the synths all com- coming together at the end and kind of closing out the album in that way. Um, it's almost like kind of like a send-off to Mac Miller, you know, because it's his last album that he made while he was... that he made and saw kind of like um, have a full commercial release. See, that's, that's interesting, actually, because... 
Yeah, like obviously, we, we can never remove like you know Max Miller's death from Stephanie circles, and you know for some swimming. But it's interesting because now that I do think about it, like what I actually liked a lot about So It Goes is almost this sort of like laxy date, like laid back disposition, right? Like it's just like, well, it, it, it like do you kind of remember how um, the intro track goes in circles? How it's like, this is what it looks like right before you fall. Like, uh-huh. I almost find that like So It Goes in the intro track circles, like they almost are like the yin and yang because it's like, they're both expressing, you know, like what's happening, but one is just having it in a very like, not despondent, but it's a very like not ex- not acceptable word, like in a very almost like yeah, it, it's like it's melancholic, like, melancholic disposition versus one yeah. that still has a melancholic disposition. They, they both have a melancholic disposition, but one is more almost from like not a place of apathy or a place of like happiness or acceptance, while one is just saying like, well, here we go again. Yep, and. Man, like, there's something like again, like this. These, these aren't lyrics, but when he's just kind of that la da 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 da, so it goes. Like so it goes, so it goes, so it goes. There's something about that that just brings a very youthful disposition. Where like, you know, again, Max Miller's death was still very unfortunate, and you know, I don't know if I'd say that I was surprised by it just by listening to the contents of his music, but it's still one of those things that's very unfortunate. But it almost feels like Mac himself wasn't someone that you would say was like a depressed kid or like un, unsatisfied with life. Now, of course, I don't know him personally, and he obviously had his personal struggles and such. But it seems more like a kid who was just, you know, who just caught, who got caught up in the wrong games and the wrong substances rather than one who was actively like dealing with X, Y, and Z. So you could sort of, you know, despite him not always being in the best shape, he would still be able to find the best, of, best out of it. And, you know. Yeah, you, you 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 might be right. Like, so it goes. Really, might be his best outro track. Cause even though, like, once a day, I do think really hits home. Yeah, I feel like so it goes. Almost has that same emotional weight, but not doesn't feel as like melancholic or dramatic. It almost feels like it, it can still be serious, but doesn't have to be, I guess, sad or depressing. You know what I mean? Yeah, w- once a day is is a bit too short lived, in my opinion. I mean, I think it ends that album pretty well on its own oh, but um yes Those something about me, like, s- yeah sorry you were saying i mean to me so it goes it's just like the context of when that song dropped and like even though i wasn't around or i didn't listen to the album when it actually dropped you know that's my fault um i don't know there's also this youtube video that like you know I, I know we're kind of like a YouTube channel, but like, man, YouTube, you gotta relax a little bit. There, there, there was, remember that music video that like the animated music video that like had that song, uh, so it goes on it. I showed it to you. It was like the like the people on the moon, like the little mini characters. Yes. Yes. Um, and it yes, was like it was like a it was like a time loop thing and like it, he ended up being like one of the many like i don't know like i'm pretty sure like the music video had nothing to do with like the actual like lyrics of the song but for some reason like it's still connected and i don't know youtube got like you know or, or not even youtube but i guess youtube could like stick up for themselves a little bit but like that music video got removed because of the copyright and everything so i missed that music video I, i'm trying to find it on like Vimeo or like Reddit or something. It's just, it's just I missed that video. That shit was. You could watch that music video without the music, and you could kind of like, kind of get into it in that way. But either way. Wait, are, are you suggesting to watch uh, a movie without sound? <laughs> I see what you did there. Now that we're reminiscing about Mike Miller, right? Again, Good Aim is my personal favorite album. Though, between Faces and Circles, those are definitely the most impactful albums of my oh, yeah. personal. Right? Yeah. Circles, like, like I, to me, Circles honestly might be like top five best favorite album, like favorite albums of just all time. Mm. Not rap, but just like albums in terms of the impact that it had. And again, yeah. it came because how I listened to it, and when it came during the quarantine time and all that stuff, I still listen. You know, and also I gotta say, also I gotta be honest. Again, as someone who likes rap, rap music. And, you know, just hearing, you know, my thoughts on, you know, um, maybe King's recent album, you know, like I said, the first time I listened to this album, I was like, 
wearing raps. Like, alright, he's singing, but like, give me some bars, right? Like, until Han showed up, he wasn't really rapping, and that was like the only song he really did. But then, you know, being able to sort of like accept what Mac was doing and able to listen to his like singing performance, there's like a sort of raw energy that, yeah, Mac Miller's by no means a singer or vocalist by like, you know, Mariah Carey standards, but for what he did on this offering and his albums, like, wow, he really did his thing there. And, you know, one would like have to like ask themselves, like, if he, let's say, did Divine Feminine, like, part two, right? Like, if things worked out, like, how would that sound? Because I think both you and I would agree that despite Divine Feminine not being our personal favorite albums, I could see how some people do. There definitely were some great song ideas on there. Dang? Bro. Yeah. So phenomenal. And, like, to me, like, the second half of Cinderella, phenomenal. And then, what, God, Sexy, Nasty, the one with Kendrick Lamar? Uh-huh. That's a great song, too. You know, like, Mac Miller's just such an interesting artist, and I'm really happy that he never was afraid to, like, try different things despite the box that he, you know, found himself in that would have been probably more comfortable, right? He could have kept doing the pop rap stuff. I'm sure that would have been lucrative for him. I'm sure that he could have also maybe stayed like an underground, like, rapper guy, like, oh, or an underground king. But, like, you know, the fact that he kept doing his own thing was just really dope and interesting. And with that randomly segue, I gotta ask, give me your top five Mac tracks at this moment. And when I say this moment, what? I know it can change. I know it can change, but I'm saying, like, right now. I, I mean, I, I need time line. for that, bro. I don't know. Like, All right, I off the top, off the top. Yeah, off the top, bro. Off the okay. Front. All right, let's see. Hmm. All right, well, let's just go to swimming. Um, small worlds. Mm. Go to star room. Complicated. Fair. I'm just trying to grab one for me. Are we including faces as well? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, Alright, so I'm going to just finish the last two spots with tracks off of faces. To me, new faces. grand finale and, and and also just going back to my point about me saying circles is his best project that's in terms of commercial albums faces to me is his best anything body music body work yes because yeah. I, I just scroll through that track list i was like oh my god like which one do i even pick for? like even picking two is hard as fuck like what Hey man, face is beautiful, that's all I gotta say about So, off the top, right? I gotta give it to Hans. If you know, you, you love know. that song, bro. Bro, when's the last I get time it, but it does it just does not click with me. When's the last time you took the little time for yourself? Come on, bro, that's that's real. That's yeah, real. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, guys, so hands. Two matches off of Good AM. I mm-hmm. found that song to be phenomenal. Like, you know, these guys have seen, you know, like, I've seen a lot of shit. What do you do when you're off your job? You know, do nothing. Why don't you dream a little? All that stuff. You know, again, great story reps. Absolutely is an amazing thing on there. Off of Faces, I'm going to throw in Therapy. That is, I think, arguably, like, my favorite Mac Miller song. It's just, like, I'm the shit. Quality. I just love it. Hmm? Quality. Like, yeah, like that's, that's one of those, like, tracks that whenever I'm, like, I need to get hyped, therapy will do it for me. So, yeah, um, damn, all right. See, you know, I want to say Oblivion, but I feel like that's a little, little cliche, feel me? Like, I didn't know, I didn't know, yeah. No, it's not, no, no, no. You know what it is? I'll do, I'll do perfect. Ah! Okay, Perfecto is number four. Perfecto is number four. Damn. And then, Hurt Feelings for number five. Okay. So yeah, that's a, what, Hands, Perfecto, Hurt Feelings, Two Matches, and Therapy as my current 
top five Magnolia. Yeah. Cool. I'm definitely going to change my top five. Like, But, like, to me, like, I, those are just standout tracks to me. You know, he has a lot of standout tracks. To kind of yeah, like. Magnolia's a great discography. Yeah. And to kind of pinpoint top five for me, like, it's hard. And I think that just says a lot about how much we love him. Um, Most dope. That's forever. I repeat to the GOAT. I hope that, you know, his people's family, fellow artists and such are able to, you know, celebrate his life. And, you know, let's hope that we can all learn a lesson from, you know, his lifestyle. You know, like, well, you know, from his life, from his experiences, and that we can move a little differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully Circles remains the last chapter in Mac's discography. Um, I think it's that, that, just that's it's all just you. that's all you. That, that's that's um, that's not a steady rotation. That's a that's a what? big post. You want another album? I didn't say that. I'm just saying that if they drop like more singles, I'm cool with that. I I can live with that, but to me, Circles is too perfect. Like, you know, Circles is. I have said it so many times, right? Circles is like the gentle finale or the quiet conclusion towards a tragic but not un- yeah. not an unexpected death. And as a fan, this is like a farewell letter from him. It feels so personal. Like I have friends who literally still to this day cannot listen to Circles because they literally get in tears when they hear the intro track. Well, yeah, it's definitely not a grand finale. Um, more so, just a. Cool- a quiet farewell but yeah I could use another single or two in my life um you should check out the song uh, with Ty Dollar Sign and Mike Miller came out this year oh true um but yeah man like Mac Miller rest in peace you know we'll keep bumping him to me he's a generational talent I just miss him regret that I never saw him in concert um, maybe I'll see him when I'm up there or down there, wherever. <laughs> hey, man. Legend, you know, legend has it, Faces is going to be on streaming services. That will be nice, you know. Uh, until then, we'll just keep bumping the favorite songs. Shout out to as many of mixtapes. In fact, I even like his Thank You, Thank You mixtape, if, you know, for the Easy Mac fans. And I'll even say this, um, I I listened to kids like over in 2020, like when it came on streaming services, I gotta say, for his like, you know, like, commercial, that makes a debut, it had a lot of heart. Like when I listened to it, like I could honestly say like, this sounds like someone who likes making music rather than someone who's trying to make good music, if you know what I mean. Like you can can feel the soul in it. And like, you know, Kool-Aid and Pizza, phenomenal track. There's definitely like a couple of songs in there that actually are like in my personal rotation. Which is, you know, funny because, like I said, I'm not into easy. I'm not into easy Mac, but like, kids is a yeah. Kids is honestly, I can definitely see how you became a fan, you know, of Mac Miller by listening to kids. I can definitely see. Yeah, man, it's it was a quality introductory project, but anyway. Any outside of the Baby King project, anything you've been listening to? Anything new? Project singles? Hey man, uh, no, I'm you know I'm bumping the Isaiah Rashad every day. I'm the reason Isaiah Rashad got a hundred million streams. Filming crazy. Uh, you know I'm excited for you know that new Kendrick supposedly. Uh, I'm still bumping Donda, honestly. Mm. You know, true. Honestly, like it's it's a, like I'm really surprised that for however for how long the album is that like I can just listen to it like. Like I don't need like again. That's another. That's like another eight for me. Like I don't have to skip the buttons. True. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. That's that's a sorry. That's a seven. I can listen to it from start to finish, but there are definitely some songs that would maybe reshuffle. But hey, man, like, Junior Watanabe Part Two. On my re. Yo, Die Dolls on took that beat. Junior Ama. Yeah, no, I, I love that song. Y'all already know I love that song. Um, How about you, man? Come on, like, bless me with some new music. Come on, big, I've yet to big, check out Little Sims, but who else you got? Little Sims. Um, it was a quality project. A lot of people were like, they were dick writing shit out of that album. I was like, all right, relax. Like I, like y'all are, y'all are this Twitter hive mind. Like it's it's a good it's a great album, but like 
they were like they were like this is a 10 album they're like Fantano's gonna give it like a 10 I was like like it just just enjoy the music man like it, it's a great project um, but no that's not what I listened to um, last week uh, big persona with Maxo cream Tyler the creator great single phenomenal single um we need we need Tyler to take Cal's position and make a collective album called We the Best. Yes, oh. I want the beat for all the smoke. We need like a just a you know what you know would be funny if because DJ Khaled is like this executive producer and he curates, you know, artists to rap on certain beats. Mm-hmm. If Tyler did that, if he just produced executive produced an album and had just a bunch of rappers rapping over his production. Like imagine like 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 let's say like like Big Persona is, is the like leading single off of this project and then like he has like Freddie Gibbs and then maybe he brings back Earl on a beat, Vince Staples. Um, oh, we need a we need a Tyler and Earl collab. No, I'm sorry, Tyler and Vince collab. But yeah. we also need Earl. Another like uh another young boy collab like i don't know you could you could run away with that project man if you, if you just let if these people would just get past the fact that tyler's a little weird he's not like you know this hard dude he's a bit sauce but like dude can produce and y'all can get get a track just like big persona you know tyler is do not sleep on tyler the producer he scored a film but yeah, man. And the new AZ project, which a SR short may or may not be coming out um, sometime soon, kind of giving a review of that project. Um, but AZ is a Brooklyn rapper. He's been around since the 90s. I don't know if you're um, aware of him. Uh, Queso. Um, I've, heard of, I've heard of him. I think he did like a song with the, one of the Griselda boys, I want to say in 2019, 2020. Possibly. Um, but he was... Uh, he was um, kind of like heavily involved with Nas um, during the 90s and stuff. He was on like Life's a Bitch. Um, and he's a formidable rapper too, but he dropped a project last week that I just like randomly played and I was like, oh shit, like this is quality like New York rap. Um, you mean that storytelling beat with the Kings <laughs> on? <laughs> Exactly, a hundred. It's it's. I'm not even kidding you. It is that, you know. But kind of like with a modern sound, I guess. Which like is like cool because like he hasn't really like he hasn't dropped a project I believe since like 2009. Um, and 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 this is a sequel project to, I think, it was his first album back like in '95, which is Doe or Die, and then he released Doe or Die Two last Friday. Um, but like Rick Ross is featured on there, Lil Wayne, Conway, even T Pain. Um, Idris Elba is like narrating like the intro track. I was like, what? The, how the fuck did you get Idris Elba on this shit? Um, it's just so random. Like, I, like I, I don't even know. Like, how? It, it's like if Mike G like released an album like next week, and had like Michael B. Jordan doing like a shout out at the beginning. I was just like. What? How the hell did Mike G get Michael B. Jordan? Um, but yeah, man. Quality music. 2021 is not disappointing. I'll say that much. 2021 picking up from 2020, bro. Exactly. Kendrick Lamar, you're the last person. We got Drake. We got Travis Jake Scott, Cole. too. Whatever. We got Isaiah Rashad, bro. The only person we need are Kendrick Lamar and Cy Bobble. Satya, where you at? Oh, yeah, bro. I need that new overseas. I need that new new relations. But yeah, Kendrick, Satya, Travis. I need that birds, birds part two. Bro, lay off the pipe. Birds in the trap. As the Twitter homies would say, crack is a dangerous drug, my friend. <laughs> the birds in the bed, they come out clean. But yeah, anyway. Alright, best bit steady rotation, melodic blue, 
Let us know what you felt, how you felt about the album. Uh, we kind of like it. We kind of don't. We can appreciate the artistic creativity and him kind of going out on limb. But yeah, you know, baby Keem, excited for the next project whenever that drops. Hey man, Kendrick just blesses with some more brother verses out here. I'm just waiting for those flows. You know, shout out to Keem. Like you said, we're definitely keeping an eye on him. See if his stock rises. Uh, you know, shout out to Mac Miller, most dope, that's forever. You know, hip hop's gonna do what hip hop's gonna do. So I'm sure we're gonna find some more interesting news that will pop up randomly in the feed. And uh, you know, you'll hear from us next week. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, hydrate yourself, and please wear a mask when you're in public in a building. No. This is America. This is America, brother. Okay, here, brother. Only I'll, I'll wear a mask only on occasion, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stereo rotation. We out of here. We out, baby. Peace.